0: To belt,
1: go deep. Anderson's out there. This is going to go the distance. Ninety-two yards. Darnold to Anderson. What's going on, guys? Uh, welcome to the South Lot Football Guys podcast. I'm your host Evan Newberger, joined by Robbie Larson and Adam Sidek here today, guys. How we doing? Doing good. Doing good. Very good. Uh, happy uh, return with Sam Darnold there. Balled out in a big way. Big uh, win against the Cowboys last week. So we were all on that. So give yourself a round of applause, guys. Um, before we get into the show here, uh, definitely want to get into a little bit of a programming note. So on uh, Wednesday, October 30th, we're going to be doing our uh, spooky power hour episode. Uh, it's going to be our second power hour. Uh, we got some... Uh, Good reviews of the first one, so we're coming back with the second one. So uh, make sure you guys uh, send in your any questions you have to uh, SouthLotFootballGuys at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take them on the show.
2: It could be fantasy-related, um, NFL content, anything to say.
1: Gambling. <laughs> personal Random questions you personal. want to ask us. Financial. Ask me some weird shit. Oh, Something man. about the Ravens. <laughs> 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 Probably can give a better... Uh, Better financial advice than Nassib gave last year on uh oh god uh, that guy just needed a shot <laughs> knocks <up>. yeah <laughs> I hate that guy all right uh, guys why don't we get into a little news and notes here um so a couple big things happen a uh, couple high profile cornerbacks getting traded uh, first domino to fall was uh, Marcus Peters going to the Ravens um kind of looked like the Rams were imploding at that point another tough loss uh. In the division of the Niners, and then on Monday the news comes out that you know Peters is getting traded. Um, but sure enough, uh, they go ahead and they turn around uh, and they acquire Jalen Ramsey from the Jags for two uh, first-round picks. So uh, you know that's a that's an upgrade for the Rams, and uh, Jalen Ramsey is you know one of the premier corners in this league, and uh, Marcus Peters is is pretty good but um I think Jalen Ramsey's on another tier and uh th- you know this is a big upgrade for them it should help the defense
0: yeah I I mean this was uh after after seeing that Marcus Peters news it, it was real scary for the Rams because they just put Keith Tlaib on uh IR too so who who they have there to cover but they ended up they shelled out to get Jalen Ramsey it was yeah. two firsts and uh what 2011 fourth.
1: Yeah, I don't think they have a first round pick until the twenty twenty four draft now. Oh man, yeah,
2: it's, it's, they got to win now. They're giving up, you know, prospects for players here. They're they're in win now mode. Uh, it'll be interesting because, you know, they run a, like, mostly in zone scheme there, and Jalen Ramsey, you know, a lot better in uh, press man. So I, I wonder, you know, both those cornerbacks out, they might just completely shift up the scheme there defensively. It's not like they've been. Too good as is. So, um, yeah, I think it's a huge upgrade for the Rams. Um, I think it's an upgrade for the Ravens, too. You're asking Marcus Peters not to be the number one there. Um, you know, maybe he can play a, bit, a little bit more loose and get some of those big plays that he's been used to getting his entire career.
1: Yeah, I think you make a good point there. Um, you know, you don't want the Namdi Asamoah situation where, uh, you know, he's a really good man cornerback uh, with Oakland back in the day. Uh, Eagles acquired him, uh, mainly his own scheme. and. Uh, guys, play just uh, fell off the face of the earth, and um, you know he was never that same type of player again. So, uh, you know Jalen Ramsey's an mm-hmm. other world talent, though I, I'd be surprised if you know he if he didn't ball out in a big way for the Rams. So, um, in other news, though, guys, a couple quarterback changes uh, going on here. First in South Beach, these uh, are spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Both of these Miami Dolphins, they are uh, moving three, on from the Rosen one. Three fabulous Oh, man, the Count. I'm sorry. I'm I don't sorry. think we were, like, used that <laughs> yet. We hardly knew yet. But you. I
0: don't think we can anymore. <laughs> well, we got to get for, it. For, the, for
2: those that don't understand his <laughs> reference, uh, we're referencing Josh Rosen because he looks like...
1: The count. He looks like the Count from <laughs> just, Sesame Street. Just and, look and at and a it, side-by-side it, picture. And it's clear as day. I mean, it's... Yeah. I think they're related, but... <laughs> you never know. Second second cousin or something. Yeah, uh, they're
2: definitely a uh, hot tub <laughs> <laughs> uh, brothers. He's like that <laughs> probably, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but, yeah, uh, Fitzmagic, he's going to be uh, taking the reins now uh, in Miami. So he's got the revenge game against the Bills this week. Should be fun. But, uh, yeah, Josh Rosen, we're sorry. But, uh, yeah, moving on from you. Uh, on the other end, though, here we've got um, in Tennessee there was a shakeup as well. Uh, Marcus Mariota was benched in the middle of the game uh, last week. Tannehill came in, and uh, Vrabel came out this week and said that is going to be the starter uh, for this upcoming game. So, uh, pretty big shift there, guys. Uh, what do you think?
0: Yeah, that, that, that's pretty big. I mean, Marcus Mariota, he hasn't been the same in years now. He's just looked – something that looks off with him. I, I think this is the right call for this Tennessee team. I mean, there still could be playoff contenders, realistically. This defense is – really good and they need somebody at least in the offense to be adequate
2: yeah i mean i i still think marcus Mariota is a decent quarterback and should absolutely be a starter in the nfl um and you know going back to the year he broke his leg he was playing like an mvp candidate and had that team um had that team winning games and you know, he even won a playoff game in arrowhead but i i mean you look at this Titans offense it's it's very much your smash 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 against smash mouth um scheme run the ball heavy you got the hog mollies up front um but Mariota I mean even going back to college he's more of a you know west coast um you know fast pace spread spread um QB and you know that's not what he has been the entire his entire career in uh in Tennessee so I think it's probably time that you know he moved on and um he'll get another shot somewhere for sure
1: yeah very interesting because his uh whole college career he was you know out of the gun in oregon and um i i don't have the stats here because i'm just thinking of it but i bet he takes um his percentage of snaps under center is probably one of the highest in the nfl uh at least that's the way the titans kind of run their game plan so uh you know very uh Interesting contrast uh, between you know what he experienced in college and, and what he's been subjected to in the NFL. You know, it's been a couple of years now since we've seen him play at a dominant level. Um, he's he's more of a game manager at this point. We've we've talked about this off the air that um, it's hard to evaluate the Titans' offense because. Um, you know, you look at somebody like Corey Davis and, you know, you're not seeing him make a lot of plays for a first-ground pedigree, but Marcus Mariota's not exactly putting the ball in the best spots, so um, you know, it's, it's a tricky situation. I think this is the good, a good move for the Titans going forward, though. Um, you know, it, it's pretty clear that Mariota, at this point, the way he's playing right now is not the answer uh, for a team that has playoff aspirations. Um, you know, not to say he can't uh, recover uh, his form from years ago, but uh, I think it's a good chance to get Tannehill in here. I wouldn't uh, take too much away from his performance last week. I know it was shaky, but um, you know, give the guy a week of practice, of uh, first team reps, and you know, let's evaluate him on that. Definitely think it's the right move right now. Yeah. All right. Um, why don't we uh, get into our week five recap here, guys? Uh, Six. Or, yeah, week six recap, excuse me. Um, we did okay with our locks, guys. Um, it was, uh, It's. it's been, you know, we've been grinding on these, but, um, you know, we were finally able to hit all three. So, um, starting it off, sorry, I just got to pull these up. So, I had Saints plus one and a half. Um, that was easy. They wound up winning that game outright. Um, you know, very defensive game against the Jags. They, they took care of business. So, um, you know, great to see that one work out. Robbie, you had Panthers minus two. Absolutely.
0: That London game. Jet lag, you guys got me a little scared after because I couldn't convince you at all, but... You didn't convince you know, me, but you didn't. You, didn't you know, J- Jameis must have felt that jet lag and <laughs> thrown those five picks because, uh, you know, that
1: Panthers just took control of that one. Adam, uh, Patriots minus 16.5. It, uh, yeah, one was, it was close. This was,
2: this was over from... I think quarter one. I mean, I I turned it off because I... (laughs) (laughs) They had no chance of covering that. I I, I was shocked that they covered this game. Tom Brady's touchdown running prowess. um, Getting it done. Yeah, once that uh, fluky Golden Tate touchdown happened, I thought there's no way they were going to
1: cover it, but they pulled it up. Robbie and I were late night tilting that one. So, yeah, yeah. uh, It worked. Three for three, guys. How about that? All right. Um... Let's uh let's get into our uh, next segment here. So we've got um you know our, our week 6 surprises. I want to know uh Robbie, what what really surprised you from last week's action?
0: Man, my biggest surprise is uh continuation of some top teams or at least teams we thought would be top teams going into the season just continuing some losing streaks. And that's Chiefs losing the, their second one in a row at home. Rams losing their third in a row, Cowboys losing their third in a row. That's just that just baffled me. They they're teams that that should be on the top but I, I'm not so sure if like defense is figuring them out or what's going on with them. They're they're kind of
2: Were those all home teams too?
0: Um I believe they were all home teams. Were were the Cowboys I
2: can't remember. Yeah, they were at home. Yeah, yeah, they're Damn. they're
0: all they're no no they're, it was at the Jets. Yeah, Cowboys. It was at the early. Jets. Oh, yeah, it's but the Cowboys they played there once every year, so they they know how <laughs> how it's is. But yeah, that 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 shocked me. Yeah,
1: Adam, uh, what did you have?
2: Uh I'm actually going to that game. Uh, I, I, the Jets really surprised me. You know, they're going into the game 0 4. I think they'd only had one one offensive touchdown. Um you know, came out looking real good. Uh, Darnold didn't show any ill effects of the mononucleosis. Um, you know, Robbie Anderson, who's been on ghost mode since the beginning of the year, he showed up in a big way. Um, yeah, I mean, this Jets team, they have a good enough defense to stay competitive in every game. Um, Offense performs like that. They can, they can beat pretty much anybody in the AFC.
1: Yeah. For me, um, I'm, uh, I'm going to go to the Seahawks. I, uh, I was really impressed with the way they fought back in that game. uh, Fell behind early on uh, in Cleveland on the road, you know, long way from home for them. Uh, Battled back, stuck with the run. Uh, Were able to get some timely turnovers. Uh, You know, that defense stepped up in a big way. Clowney continues to just play absolutely incredible uh, for Seattle. Good trade for them. Yeah. Russell Mm -hmm. Wilson is looking like an MVP candidate. I think he'd probably have my vote right now. Uh, and they they battled back and got a uh, great win on the road you know I think they were helped a little bit by uh, you know Baker was definitely battling a uh, injury in the second half of that game so that that definitely helped them out a bit but you know still never easy to come back on the road and that's a pretty solid uh, Browns defense too so I give them a lot of credit
0: absolutely and uh, on, on the good side for me I, I'm looking at the Minnesota Vikings this and more so on just their passing attack. Kirk Cousins looks like he hasn't done a whole lot. And, I mean, he had the opportunity against probably the worst secondary in the league in the Eagles, and he took advantage of it. He was making some good throws out there, especially out to Diggs, who, man, he, he had one hell of a game. But, yeah, Vikings, uh, pleasant surprise to me. I thought it was going to be more competitive.
2: Uh, th- I think my biggest uh, disappointment of the week was the – Cleveland Browns um you know a couple times in this game I thought they had a chance to really put it away um at home I know Baker had the injury um but they they let a lot of red zone opportunities go to waste and um just couldn't capitalize and couldn't put them away and you know with the quarterback like Russell Wilson he's going to come back on you if you don't you don't bury him and um you know it's a tough home loss especially uh you know that's not the, the strongest division um, that's one that they let slip away, and uh, definitely definitely disappointing loss.
1: For me, uh, Robbie, I'm glad you hit your uh, your lock, but uh, I was really disappointed in the in the Bucks. Um, you know, Jameis Winston's got that Paula Abdul syndrome going right now. You know, the one step forward, two steps back. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I uh, I'm just really disappointed with the way he's played. Uh, you know, just doesn't seem that Bruce Arians can cure, uh, you know, his turnover-prone ways. It looked great a couple weeks ago against the Rams, but, you know, just really regressed here these last couple weeks. Um, you know, it's it's a shame, too, because I think, um, you know, there's a lot of talent on that Bucks team. And, uh, you know, especially on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, I think, you know, you have to... I think that team needs to, you know, really do a look in the mirror here and, and assess where the real problem of the team lies, and I think it's at the quarterback position.
2: But he'll do this, mm-hmm. though, and then he'll come out next week and look great and, well, then, that and the, then silence everybody for two weeks. Yeah, well, <laughs> at the end
1: of the day, you're still one and two over three weeks, and you keep doing that, you're a bad team.
2: I mean, would you rather have Jameis or Tannehill starting as a QB?
1: Uh, I'd rather draft a quarterback in the first round. <laughs> Okay. You got no choice this year. Yeah, you got to pick one. No, I mean, I mean, the fact of the matter is they're they're stuck with Jameis this year. But I think, you know, it's it's time to move on. Oh um, yeah, and I I don't think they can go into a another season with Jameis as their starting quarterback. Absolutely, yeah. All right, guys. Um, so that'll do it for our surprises. Why don't we get into fugazi or for real? Yeah, hey,
0: fugazi, fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a woozy, it's a. F-
1: All right. For me, um, my boom player, Robbie Anderson. Um, We talked about it a little bit here, guys. Uh, You know, Adam, as you said, he was in ghost mode um, without uh, Sam Darnold, you know, but most people are in ghost mode when you got Luke Falk throwing the ball. Um, This is a guy that is, you know, he's a true burner down the field, but he can also uh, work the middle of the field as well. you know, showed up in a big way. Uh, you know, caught that 92-yard touchdown pass that we heard the opener from before. Uh, you know, his ability to stretch the field opens things up underneath for Darnold and, and takes a little bit of pressure off the running game. You know, it's hard to put eight in the box when uh, you've got a burner like that on the field. So I'm expecting more good things for Robbie Anderson um, as long as Darnold's in at quarterback. I think this is for real. I think he's somebody um, you know that's you know going to have some big games here in the future.
0: Absolutely. His schedule lightens up. Well, after the Patriots this week, but yeah, he's, he's,
1: I agree with you. Um, for me,
0: it's, it's going to be Kyler Murray. Um, and he, he just led the Cardinals to their second straight win and, um, 340 yards, three touchdowns. He's been getting a lot on the ground. He's, he looks a lot different than the beginning of the season. He's looks comfortable, um, able to make his reads. He, he, he's, Bails out of the pocket when he needs to. He he's looking like a very good quarterback right now, and I think he could help. Uh, I I think this is for real, at least fantasy, especially fantasy wise. Um, you have a quarterback that could run like that, especially with a pretty bottom tier defense. Uh, I think he's going to keep putting those numbers up and helping this Cardinals team.
2: Yeah, it's easy to look good playing the Bengals and the Falcons. Though. That is true, but I mean, yeah, I can't say I'm buying that one. Uh. For my, uh, boom player, uh, for for real, it's going to be Stefan Diggs, I, And I'm actually, uh, I'm actually selling here at not the talent. Um, obviously he's a great player. Um, just, I just don't think he's uh, a great fit in this offense, especially if they want to sort of, you know, dictate the, um, the mentality of the game, run the ball. I know Dalvin cooks, Vikings are top five in rushes this year per game. And, uh, you know, he's been complaining about his targets. Um, got eleven last week and did a whole ton with them. But I mean, it's hard to count on both Stefan Diggs and uh Adam Thielen going forward on a week to week basis. Um, I got a feeling one of those guys is not really gonna is gonna sort of gonna let you down there. So uh yeah. I just can't you can't I'm not buying it going forward. He's gonna be, you know, week in, week out, must start.
1: Yeah, I um I, I think I have to agree with you here. I think that's, um, you know, I, I agree. It's a fugazi for me. You know, that's just, I expect the Vikings to revert back to like that 19, 20, 24 pass attempts a game. And there's just not going to be enough volume to rely upon there. Yeah. So I'm with you there. Uh, for me, um, I'll kick off our bus here. Aaron Jones, uh, for me, was uh, a big disappointment last week. Guy had a Ted Nugent stranglehold on that uh, RB room, and uh, you know, with a, a really bad quarter is what it was. Um, he allowed uh, Jamal Williams to uh, get back involved, and you know, he had a big game, showed up in a big way. Jamal Williams is a talented back, and um, you know, if Aaron Jones is going to give uh, uh, Lafleur a reason to do a timeshare, then you know I think it's going to be tough for him to beat it out I think this is for real I think Aaron Jones is going to have uh, a little bit of trouble going forward here um as long as Jamal Williams is on the field because Jamal Williams is talented enough that he deserves some reps yeah
0: especially in the pass blocking game you know Jamal Williams he's he's the guy they trust um for me I'm going with uh, Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver and Juju Smith-Schuster. He, he definitely ought to down this week. Um, all signs point to he's maybe getting his uh, old quarterback in Mason Rudolph back. Well, not Big Ben. his <laughs> sort of old quarterback. Quarter
2: quarter for, for two
0: weeks. Um, and that's going to help him a little bit. Come, I don't think he's going to be as bad as this, but I still think this is about for real in the fact that Juju's probably going to be a, a guy... He's not gonna be your wide receiver one or two that you drafted him in a mat. He's gonna be flex wide receiver two kind of consideration, depending on the matchup. And you know, you gotta you gotta roll with it. Um I think that Juju kinda of being mediocre, I think that's gonna be for real for the rest of the season.
2: Ah, man, Juju's so good though. It's hard. Um you know, my bust candidate, I'm interested to hear what you guys want on this one, but uh Keenan Allen had a- had another bad week uh that makes three in a row with him. Uh what do you what do you guys think? Are you guys buying it?
1: Selling it? You know, he's uh this is a guy that's been in the league for a while now, has had some injuries, but uh he's a player that's reliant on kind of that quick twitch uh explosive type movements. And I think we might be seeing a uh, decline um, in his ability to kind of play at that level. And I think it's uh, showing up in his numbers this year. Um, you know, still, still a good option. I think when you combine that with the fact that Phillip Rivers is, uh, is getting old, you know, and, and he can hardly get the ball downfield anymore. I I just think that's uh that's a recipe for disaster for Keenan Allen and uh, you know going forward I don't know I don't I wouldn't be relying on him I agree with you I think it's for real.
0: Uh, that's a, that's a tough one for me um uh, because we kind of seen the last couple of years Keenan Allen's kind of gets in these lulls and then has these hot streaks and goes back and forth and we kind of saw it this year it already seems to
2: correlate with Melvin Gordon though. Like, late, end of last year, like now this year, yeah, that, even going that back is true. to
0: – That is true. Um, That's a good point. Um, Yeah, you get Hunter Henry back. Even, even it I, seems
2: like when Austin Eckler's on the field, Keenan Allen's on the field together. Like, both of them operate really well. Um, Not so much with Melvin Gordon in there. It's, it's interesting because I, I I think Keenan Allen's still a really good player. Phillip Rivers has definitely lost it. Uh, I mean, lost, lost a little bit. Uh, he's not the same quarterback he used to be. And, um, you know, I think it's affecting Keenan Allen's numbers. I, I would be uh, nervous going forward uh, for Keenan Allen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you, you, we're essentially seeing Eli Manning in Phillip Rivers right now because he, he can't move and he can't throw the ball downfield. Um, so, I mean, the NFL in this day and age with how good pass rush is, if you can't do that, then, you know, teams are going to pick your part. and I just think that's what we're seeing right now.
0: I think about the same age too. Yeah, I mean they were drafted together. So you're yeah. saying Eli is 38. Rivers, hey, yeah, Rivers you're saying is still brings The Chargers
2: should trade, uh, trade for the guy they drafted originally, and <laughs> <in> Eli, <laughs> welcome home. <laughs> uh,
1: Win one for us. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, if there's not anything else to add there, why don't we get into buy or sell? So um, I'll start it off, guys. Talking about, uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier, I let you know that I'm buying Tannehill as a better option than Marcus Mariota right now, but I do want to get your opinion on it.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd say so too. I think a lot of
1: Mariota's game, at
0: least in earlier in his career, came off him um, being able to run, and I don't know, he doesn't seem like he could scramble as well as he used to and that that hurts his game because I don't think he's that accurate as a QB and I think Tannehill does fit the system a lot better so yeah I'm buying in Tannehill being better option than Mariota here
2: yeah I, I agree with Robbie um if you had a, if you had if you asked me what who's the better quarterback I'm going to tell you Mariota um if you're telling me who's the better option for the Titans it's it's Tannehill he, he does fit the system much better um and I I think you might see a little bit of uptick in uh, offensive production here for the Titans with Tannehill in. Uh, might just be an initial spark, uh, change of momentum, but yeah, you might see uh, might see them come out a little hot, uh, especially against a banged up charger secondary this week.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's been a year and a half now, really, with uh, just suspect offense out of that team. So, um, you know, it's it was time for a change. Yeah, I'm I'm buying it as well. We'll see what Tannehill has. I don't know that. It's necessarily a long-term answer for the uh, organization, but uh might give him a, uh, a nice uh, B12 shot right now, though. Uh, Adam, what's your buy or sell?
2: Um, 49ers, NFC title contender. Um, you know, this feels bad because I was really down on the 49ers going into the year, but uh, they've proved me wrong. Um, that That front seven is you know that finally those first round picks are coming together they're 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 looking like a really strong unit on the defensive side and you know they're playing complementary football on the offensive side they're not getting too too wild with things um you know they they have their playmakers and they get them the ball in space um they're creating a lot of easy yards uh, kyle shanahan in the offense and you know if you you can move the ball in this league and play defense um i know they still struggle a little bit in uh, the red zone robbie gold's actually been struggling a little bit too which is surprising but i i see this team as a nfc title contender and at least a uh you know contender in the nfc west there
0: yeah what's robbie gold at this year he's something crazy at like 60 percent field goals made it's It's just bad um but i i'll I'll agree with it with a lot of what you're saying um this 49ers defense it's looking like it's for real and i think that's going to really help them garoppolo he's He's a great game manager, and you know that's all you really need from a QB um, when you have a defense who's looking as good as these guys are. And I think he does enough with this offense that um, to be able to move the ball, get enough points that the you could let the defense do their thing. And yeah, they're looking good as a unit.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I was a little bit suspect. Um... I was concerned. I wanted to buy into the Niners uh, based off what I'd seen um, before last week, but the problem was they hadn't really played a good team yet. And mm-hmm. um, you know, playing the Rams on the road, I uh, I had the money line, and and they came through. Um, it was it was very interesting to see them come out and play as well as they did on the road. Uh, that I mean, that stadium was. It was practically a home game for the Niners. Um, Rams Rams got to work on that, but uh, you know the way that their defensive line is playing right now um, is is just phenomenal. Uh, they're they're generating so much uh, pass rusher in their their uh, base packages. It's um, you know it's it's truly impressive. It's it's become the uh, core of this team. Jimmy G, while he's not exactly lighting the world on fire, he's managing the game well and. You know they're they're not asking him to do too much because they've got uh, they've got a great running back rotation there that does not include Jarek McKinnick, <laughs> and uh, you know it's it's just uh, it's it's really driving this team to victory. So um, yeah, I'll, I'm buying it. If you can run the ball this well and play good defense, as you said, Adam, you know you're going to be able to be a contender. All right, uh, Robbie, what is your buy or sell? So
0: last cu- couple of weeks, Chargers have been. V- very they've been struggling offensively do you think these often are you buying or selling into the these offensive woes continuing
1: yeah i'll I'll be quick on this just because we we kind of touched on it already a little bit but yeah philip rivers is uh not the quarterback he once was um you know they're they're banged up on their offensive line um you know it it does not appear that uh you know this defense is, is as good as we thought they might be going into the year so um, no doubt the loss of Derwin James is affecting them. Um, but yeah, in terms of, you know, this Chargers offense, I, I'm, I'm buying that, that this is, uh, this is something that we're going to see continue. Setic. Yeah. I, I got to buy
2: too. Um, man, it's tough. I, I think Melvin Gordon's sort of finding his way here first two weeks. I he'll be better than what he's been playing like, but I'm hopeful, but unless Philip Rivers, he's he's really struggling to move inside the pocket, like you said, and, you know, he's throwing up a lot of ducks, and it's hard. You got to make uh, those playmakers that have really got to make plays on the balls, or else he's going to throw a lot of picks, and that's what you've seen this year. Um, yeah, I, I'm buying the Chargers offense for what's continuing. Yeah. They, they got to run the ball more.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of tough to run the ball when, like what Evan said was, this defense is just not doing them any favor. They're getting down in the game pretty early, and, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm going to buy that it's going to continue for a little bit just because, um, I mean, this offensive line looks like it's struggling to push the line at all. They've got, they're in Tennessee this week, and then they followed up in Chicago. That's two tough matchups to try to get going from. And, yeah. Two and six? They could be two and six. Yeah. Very, very easily, real, possible. Very realistically,
1: really, a team that you know coming in the year had uh, not just playoff aspirations, but AFC title aspirations. So they're they're gonna this Sunday. They're gonna need to
0: come out with 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 a fire under them, and otherwise, yeah, they're they're probably two and six. Yep.
1: Yep. All right, um, guys, let's. Uh, Let's move on here. Um, I think it's time for our uh, Can't See Me Player of the Week. So Hunter Henry is going to be our uh, Can't See Me Player of the Week this week, guys. Uh, you know, he was uh, one of the low and bright spots for that uh uh, Chargers offense um, you know looks like Rivers who's been tight and dependent in the past uh, is is going back to that position that safety net once again um, Adam you you had a bad beat because of this yeah you know
2: I picked him up last week felt good about it um, didn't know he was going to play full snaps and uh, didn't start it ended up costing me a win uh, but you know, it was nice to see him go out there and have a you know really good game in his first outing out. Strong uh, return from injury. Yeah, he's a, he's a good player. There's a reason why he was a high draft pick in many fantasy picks or leagues. He's just got to stay healthy. That's mm-hmm. been his uh, that's been his problem. Yeah,
0: that's true. I mean, it it was crazy for them to take two and a half quarters or so to finally realize that they should just give it to Hunter Henry. Um, honestly, what I'm thinking about this game is at least for him that this was kind of maybe a, just a boom for him. I don't I don't expect him to come back next week and do close to the same thing because you're looking at um the Steelers defense. I mean, most of us didn't realize uh, he was playing until what, Saturday before? I mean, that, that Steelers defense had no time to prep for him. And I think that it took the Chargers a little too long to finally realize that and it was a little too late.
1: Yep. Yep. I'm uh you know i'm with you guys there great great return from injury let's see i'm hopeful this is a guy that's battled injuries a lot over his career thus far so i'm just hoping he can stay healthy and keep a good thing going because the chargers need him all right uh, before we get to our week six preview and our game picks uh we got to hear from our sponsors
0: today's episode is brought to you by lou's original neck gel and cream rinse of new york men Lou's Original Neck Gel and Cream Rinse of New York Men is the perfect partner to shave with. Slather on the neck gel before you trim your neck for a cool, soothing shave. Once you're done, run the cream rinse through to clean yourself off. You'll be amazed at how well Lou's Original Neck Gel and Cream Rinse of New York Men will give you a clean shave with a relaxing finish. I don't think I need to spell it out for you any longer. And I believe the Northeast will be the first to agree with this. Act now and get a free trial of Lou's Original Neck Gel and Cream Rinse of New York Men sent to your door each month for three whole months. Yes, F-R-E-E, free. Oh yeah, even the shipping is free with that. So call in and get your free trial of Lou's Original Neck Gel and Cream Rinse of New York Men today and change the way you shave.
1: All right. Thank you, Luz. Um, Robbie, you Yeah, know. you know,
0: I, I know it's a long name, but, you know, when they tried to shorten it, taking the first letter of
1: each word, it just became long acronym. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Robbie, you know, you could you could use a shave over there. You've uh, That thing's getting pretty long. Yeah. I, I, hey, I've, I've used Luz
0: Original Neck Gel and Cream Rinse of New York Men before, and, uh, you know, it's... Does the job. It it feels nice and cozy right on your neck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Um let's uh let's get into our week six picks, guys. Or week seven picks, sorry. Um game one, the Thursday night special. Uh AFC West matchup. The Kansas City Chiefs are heading into Denver to take on the Broncos. Uh Broncos are three and a half point home dogs in this one. Pretty high over under, uh considering you know, the way the Chiefs have been playing lately and how little the Broncos have scored, it's only at 48-and-a-half, guys. But, um, Adam, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on this game?
2: Uh, you know, it's a tough one. I think the Broncos are, I mean, they're proven in the last two weeks they're a little bit better of a team than the 0-4 team we saw start and lose a lot of close games. Um, having said that, uh, I'm taking the Chiefs here. Uh, minus three and a half on the road. Thursday night, I think they're going to bounce back. Uh, this Chiefs offense is too good. You know, you look at the sample size, I'm not going to overreact to two weeks compared to, you know, the, the 20-some games of Patrick Mahomes' dominance. This Broncos defense without Bradley Chubb is, is not, you know, world beaters out there. I, I think they get the job done here pretty easily on the road. Bounce back game.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I just think, um, you know, the, the Chiefs uh, – Couple weeks, a couple bad home losses for them, but I think uh, Andy Reid will will uh, press the right buttons this week. He'll get a game plan going, and uh, you know I expect the Chiefs to come out playing pretty hard. I don't expect the Broncos offense to be able to keep up, um, even if Mahomes is a little bit hobbled. I'm taking the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree with you guys. I think this Broncos team is gonna keep it close because of how well their defense has finally come together, and um, yeah, I think that. Mahomes ankle, I don't know if it's a Mahomes ankle injury or if teams just figured out how to do it by um, bringing pressure up in the middle and just playing tight coverage on the receivers, but I think the Broncos are perfectly capable of doing that um, and being able to slow it down. They also, also teams that have been beating them have just been eating up clock on offense and Broncos, you know, Royce Freeman, Philip Lindsay, they could absolutely do that and this is why i'm also really liking this under here 48 and a half i think that's a little high if broncos come out with a game plan to try to eat up this clock and keep it keep Patrick mahomes in check um it's going to be a low lower scoring game than you'd expect and also thursday night games they're usually lower scoring than you'd think
1: yeah i you know i think you make some good points um you know, I think this is a game I'll probably stay off of just because, you know, on the short week and especially if Mahomes is is really battling uh, an ankle injury here, you know, he might he might be a little bit more hobbled uh, than he would be if he had a full week's rest. But, um, you know, I just think the Chiefs have a little bit too much firepower on their side of the field. But, you know, I, I think it'll be a good game. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. All right, game two. We've got the Arizona Cardinals heading into New York, our favorite stadium, MetLife, to take on the Giants. Giants are three-point favorites at home. Over-under in this game is 49. Robbie, why don't you start it off?
0: I'm going to start off. i got a got a question for you. So we had a golf ball bet earlier in the year. Cardinals over-under five, right? If it hits exactly five since the Cardinals tied, does that mean
2: I win? It wouldn't hit five. You'd, it would be five and a half, right? Yeah. Well, it'd be you. You would well, be, you It's would over
0: th- under five wins. I don't know if uh, oh, I would be, give you that. Okay. I would give you that. That's uh, fair. Nice. That seems fair. Nice. Anyways, okay. Now that we <laughs> got that settled, since it's still feel this confident two, about that two game winning streak is. Uh, I mean, it was against the Bengals and the Falcons. i um, still should be f- feeling pretty good with this Cardinals team. But hey, they they get um. Patrick Peterson back this week to help on the outside, and that's going to be huge. You saw last week uh, Golden Tate, even against Stefan Gilmore, just have him, oh, big, big plays against that Patriots defense. So he might be – he could absolutely be looking at a big game himself. Um, I th- personally, I think this is going to be a close one. Um, these are two pretty evenly matched teams, and you might see – 49 over under I think that's about fair price for them um but I think Cardinals keep it close enough I'm not so sure they're gonna win this one but I think they keep it close enough with the Giants
1: yeah I uh I disagree with you here I think the Giants uh you know they're getting some playmakers back this week with Saquon and uh, uh Evan Ingram they both practiced in full today so that's a great sign for them Uh, Yeah, they battled hard against the Patriots last week on the road. I was really impressed with how they looked there. Um, I I think they should be able to uh, win this game against the Cardinals. Uh, I'll take the three points. Uh, You know, if it was three and a half, I might feel a little bit worse about it. But, um, you know, I think they should be able to cover the three, especially at home, uh you know they just got uh, some offensive playmakers that are coming back i i just think uh you know they'll, they'll get the cardinals fits on defense ingram is gonna feast though oh yeah i mean it's it i love the
2: giants here minus three at home um i mean you haven't seen daniel jones with saquon barkley yet and uh you know that it looks like it's gonna be the combination going forward for years to come so i i think they're gonna come out um <laughs> you know all, all, all guns blazing here um especially if they get Sterling Shepard in and, and uh, Ingram back as well. I think they really take control of this game. I'm not completely buying the Kyler uh, breakout yet. They played two terrible defenses. Um, I sort of think he sort of regresses back to back to normal here on the road. Um, I'm excited. I think the Giants uh, win this one big.
0: You think the Giants defense is good? I don't.
2: No, I don't either. <laughs> uh, I don't think they need to be. Uh, beat the Cardinals at home. Yeah,
0: I'm just thinking right now. You know,
2: are the, are the Cardinals? I p- p- might
0: I'm, I'm not sure. if I'm gonna pivot. You know, I, Patrick Peterson does make a pretty big impact. Yeah, he does um, at least to the secondary. Um, they still can't cover the tight end worth anything. Um, but they don't. They're not gonna be able to stop Jalen at home. Yeah, I'll, oh, I'll switch.
2: Oh, <laughs> I still think
0: it's gonna be closer than you guys think, but. Oh. but All right, you know, hey, should I have saved this to the end of the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I set a bad precedent. Well, you went
2: off the Giants last week, and and you got it was a good decision. So, so you get me to reverse it? Is that that how it works? Okay,
1: (laughs) that's that's how it's working. I think you're gonna be happy with that one, Um, and I'll talk more about it a little later on. That's a hint, but um, okay, guys, uh, game three, we've got the. Houston Texans heading into Indianapolis for a divisional showdown against the Colts. Colts are one-point favorites at home, over-under in this one, 47 and a half. Uh, Guys, I'll start it off. You know, ultimately, you got two very uh, even teams. And, um, you know, I think what makes the difference here is you got the Colts coming off a bye. They've got a chance to get healthy. Um, brissett has been pretty solid this year. Uh, you know, I know the Texans have looked good the last couple weeks um, against, uh, especially in that win against the Chiefs. But um, you know, these division games are always tough. I, I expect the Colts to be able to come out here uh, and and run the ball effectively enough. Hopefully, get a couple big plays with T. Y. Hilton, and uh, you know, I expect that defense to be able to um, you know contain the Texans well enough to cover and beat the uh, Texans at home.
2: Yeah, this is an interesting game for me uh you know i'm probably not gonna probably not gonna bet it uh i could see this going either way um you know division game colts are coming off the bye texans are coming off the huge win um you know it, it's gonna be uh it's, it's gonna be interesting i think whoever runs the ball and establishes uh you know time uh time of possession is gonna win this game and. You know, the Colts defense is they're a little bit better than what they played early on in the year, and uh, they did really good against the the, the uh, Chiefs in their last game. So I, I really like the Colts. Um, but with Deshaun Watson, anything can happen. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm staying off. But if, if I had to choose, I'd, I'd take the Colts minus one at home.
0: Robbie? Yeah, I'm with both of you guys. I'm more in side in that I do think it's going to be the Colts, but I'm not – very confident in this because yeah i think you yeah, guys pretty much nailed about everything in this one um you know i i'd like the colts is the home home team here um they get they had a little extra rest coming out off that bye so i think they're able to be the team that gets it done but yeah texans they've uh they've started to get it going so i wouldn't be surprised if texans end up winning this one
1: yep yeah, incredibly close matchup. Uh, this is one of the games I'm looking out for that I'm really excited to watch. But uh, you know, you got a bye week. You're coming off the bye, and you got a home game uh, against a you know good divisional opponent. You know, I expect them to be fired up for that game, uh, and and I think they'll respond accordingly. But all right, uh, we've got uh, the next game on our docket here is the uh, Miami Dolphins. Heading up to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Bills are a robust 17-point favorites at home here. Even though the over-under is only 39, that should tell you what the world thinks about the Dolphins right there. Uh, Robbie, start it off.
0: Yeah, there's not a whole lot of confidence going in about this Dolphins team. Um, they are—they got Albert Wilson back last game. They got rid of Rosen last game, which is a plus for them. You know, They got Fitzmagic at the helm. And this Bills team, um, also coming off a bye, um, going home. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of good Bills players this game. I think, I think I saw uh, John Brown might be questionable. Um, I believe, um, believe a quad injury just popped up today, but maybe that's just precautionary. Um, I would hope he still plays. Um, but yeah, 17 points is a a lot in my opinion, for this Bills team. I, I think they could do enough to be able to secure the win. And I think Fitzpatrick is going to... I feel better about Bills covering the spread if it was Rosen, for sure. I think Fitzpatrick's going to be able to do enough against this team. I mean, this defense is still awesome. It, it's a great team, and I really like this under
2: 39. Yeah, I, I like the Bills here a lot. Um, You look at the Dolphins, um, the only game they've covered in last week's game, and that was coming off the uh, bye. They're pretty fresh, and against them, you know, probably the second worst team in the league, in, in the Redskins. Uh, so, I mean, you look at this week, the Browns. I don't care who the quarterback is for the Dolphins, they're they're going to struggle against the uh, the Bills defense here. Um, suffocating. They got a good pass rush, great secondary. I expect them to. Pro- I expect them to score a touchdown this game. Um, yeah, I think the Bills cover here at home. Uh, minus seventeen is a lot, but the Dolphins are a bad team, and I think this Bills defense will have their way with, with them.
1: Yeah, you know, I was kind of on the fence. I've I've been leaning Bills, but I I think I'm I'm getting really comfortable with the fact that I think, you know, Fitzpatrick is kind of like Jameis, where he can either go off. And uh, he can throw for 400 yards and really light it up, or he can have a four or five interception game and and look completely lost out there. I think we're dealing with the latter here. I I think the Bills defense is going to eat him alive. Um, I agree with you, Adam. I think there's a good chance we see a defensive or special teams touchdown here. Um, I like the Bills to cover the 17 at home. That that place will be routed up, and uh, you know they're they're a pretty solid team. So. All right. Uh, if there's nothing else to add, let's go on to our next game here. Another divisional uh, battle. It's the Minnesota Vikings heading to Detroit to take on the Lions. Um, two dome teams, and uh, the Lions are actually one-point dogs at home. Over/under in this game is 45. Adam, why don't you start us off?
2: Uh, you know, I'm actually really looking forward to watching this game. It's hard to choose one of the, one of these two teams. Um, I'm a, I think I'm going to have to go Lions money line here. You you look at the Vikings, you know, they've looked fantastic in five of their games and looked pretty bad in the two games in their division um against the Packers and the Bears. And you know, I think they may continue here. I the Lions are they they've really gotten job the last two games. Um I think they're going to be motivated at home here. I, yeah, I, I take the Vikings, or I, I'm sorry, I take the, the Lions uh, money line here at home.
0: Yeah, can we talk about how screwed the Lions have been this year? I mean, well, first game was kind of their fault for letting the Cardinals come back and ending up in tie, and then Kansas City game, they had a fumble on the one-yard line that Kansas City was able to run back, and then this whole BS, like, uh, hands to the face, not only once but twice, and then also uh, not cu- called pass interference, and yeah, a lot of the fumble things that was called
2: incomplete pass it, after taking four steps. Yeah, oh my god, man,
0: the Lions got screwed on Monday night. Yeah, they did. I'm just, I'm just wondering. I'm, I'm kind of diverting here a little bit, but why don't they do like you know, uh, AFF? They had that like uh, sky judge, right? Just like looking at the plays the whole time. Why can't the NFL do that? Like they, they've got the resources. I, I mean, think that
1: would make too much sense. I mean, why?
0: It, it's not 1960 anymore. You don't need every all the refs to be on the field. You could have some using the technology that we have now. To, anyways.
2: Um, that, that would make the NFL progressive league and we know that's not the case that is true
0: i but think that it's a is pa- true. Yeah,
1: it's a pace of play issue i, I wish that you know the refs just still. had i wish the refs just had somebody in in their ear be like you know and yeah, no, like, no, tell them, to, them on the replay just be like hey you know i understand real time what you saw there but after seeing the replay like you got to pick that up yeah exactly you like know?
0: that i mean you could have a guy up in the booth you could have two you could have a whole team like they'll be able to look at it and in real time be like, hey, yeah, you know, that's probably not the right call. Yeah, And yeah. then, honestly, just at that point, just get rid of challenges, too. Those eat up a chunk of good time. But, wow.
1: Wow. it's well, revolutionary. Ready, I mean,
0: if you got it, why not use it? Wow. But, you All know, right. that sounds like a lot lot of money for the NFL to be spending on anyway, so never mind. Those refs
2: aren't even full-time.
0: They're not even full-time. But back to Vikings-Lions. Back to Vikings-Lions. So... <laughs> As I was saying, this is a Lions team that's gotten jobbed um, lately, and I think this Monday night game is going to get them absolutely fired up. I, I was surprised they were dogs at home. I think this is uh, they should have at least been like one-point favorites here. I think they're still being insulted by the Lions, which is um, – I, I said Lions, it may have came out like Lions, but um, it, it seems like people are still not buying into this Lions team, and I think they're absolutely wrong wrong i think this lions team is actually better than the vikings right now but that but even still i think this whole team advantage is gonna be key for the lions to get it done
2: yeah you ain't lying
1: no i'm not lying <laughs> i was gonna say you really the way you say line and lion is very similar yeah, how do you, like how you, how do you say this. lionel richie uh line richie <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. for me guys i'm actually uh gonna differ from you here i uh I think these are another. This is another case of two pretty evenly matched teams. Um, when I think about it, though, I just think the Vikings are a little bit uh, more well-rounded. Um, you know, I think the Lions have the edge at the quarterback position, but um, you know, I I don't think that's going to be enough to move the needle here. I, coming on a, the short week after playing on Monday night and after a heartbreaking loss to the Packers like that. I, I just wonder if there if there's not going to be a little bit of a hangover from that, you know. I could see you can make the counter argument that they're going to come out hungry. I don't know. I just got a feeling that there's going to be a little bit of a hangover here. Vikings are a good team. Uh, I expect them to establish the run early. Uh, it'll be a slugfest. I like the under here. I'm, I'm imagining a pretty defensive game, low scoring. Uh, but I'm going to take the Vikings.
0: Yeah, I looked under there too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's too defensive a team, so I I do like that. Yeah.
1: Um, You know, one of the things that's concerned me with the Lions is that they have not been able to run the ball as effectively the last few weeks as we really thought they would have. And, um, you know, I think it cost them in that Packers game for sure. Uh, They got in the red zone. And, uh, you know, when the passing windows got tight, they weren't able to uh, punch it in with the running game. You know, I think what they – were one of one of four, one of five in the red zone in that game uh, in terms of converting to touchdown chances, and I think that's a direct uh, indictment of you know how their running game has played the last couple of weeks. So, um, it, and against a tough Vikings defense, I think that's going to continue. Uh, I like the Vikings here. Anything else to add, there, guys? Or are we good to move on? Okay, we're going to stay in the NFC North here. Uh, the Oakland Raiders are heading to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Uh, Packers are five-and-a-half point favorites at home. Over-under in this game is 46-and-a-half. Uh, Robbie, what do you have? Yeah, you have a Raiders team traveling
0: to Lambeau, coming off the bye, who look good at, against uh, out in London. Um, I think this Packers team is... Um, Man, they get, again, we're, we're not going to talk about it. They kind of luck got lucked out with that win there, but I think they they definitely are going to continue this on uh, this week. I don't think this Raiders' defense is that good, and I, th- I absolutely think Rodgers and Aaron Jones um, are going to be able to take advantage of it, assuming they still give Aaron Jones a rock after that fumble and wide-open drop pass. Um, I'd I, I like the Packers to easily cover this one.
2: Yeah, I think I like the Packers here too at home. Um, you know, I think the Raiders like Robbie's mentioned with the um, you know, being over in London early. It, it might have been a Fugazi win for them against the Bears. You know, they've had a bye week. Um The Colts on the road too. They did. They did. They did. They did. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I just don't trust um, you know, they have a good run run defense and if uh, the Packers are good at anything, defensively it's against it's stopping a run so i think if the raiders are to beat the packers they're gonna have to do it through the air and uh it looks like tyrell williams is not playing yep. it also looks like darren waller got locked up to a three-year extension nine million a year just came through um oh really yeah
1: breaking news on the pod breaking news
2: nice. um but yeah i don't i just don't think they have enough uh to beat this packers team and you know hopefully <laughs> hopefully the wideouts for the packers will play a little bit better than it did on monday because that was atrocious um you know they they were lucky to get a win out of that game but uh i think aaron jones bounces back here and i think the pack get it done at home
1: yeah i i'm taking the packers as well i think they got too much firepower on the offensive side of the ball um you know i expect them to be able to run the ball well i think it's going to be a pretty balanced uh rushing attack with aaron jones and uh, uh jamal williams so i i'm expecting uh you know, a tight, you know, them to kind of own the ground game there. Um, I know the Bears had trouble running the ball against them, but, you know, again, might have been uh, issues with uh, just a little bit of jet lag there, as, as Robbie would uh, say. But, um, you know, this this Raiders defense is uh, is okay. Uh, nothing special, though. Um, Aaron Rodgers should be able to, you know, do what he needs to do at will here. Uh, I'm going to take the back. All right. Uh, anything else to add there, guys? We good to move on? Good. We'll okay. On. So let's uh, let's go on to our next one. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars heading into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Um, Bengals are three-and-a-half-point dogs at home. Uh, Over-under in this game is 43-and-a-half. Uh, Robbie, looks like uh, you've got a strong take on this one.
0: Yeah, I've got a strong take about this. Jaguars, um, you know, their, their defense hasn't been looking – too good lately um this Bengals defense on the other hand can't get really anything going offensively um minchu didn't really last week have a bad game but i i would expect him to bounce back against this Bengals defense um i think it's gonna be a close game here um i think the Bengals can take it at home but and i'm i'm going money line there but i'm still scared about this zach taylor offense I, i'm not sure he's a good coach at all i i I I've got to see him use the run game uh, pretty well and man they've got Joe Mixon they should be able to make something work with him regardless of how bad of an offensive line they have I mean it was bad last year So I I want to, I want to hear your guys' takes on this Uh
2: I also got the Bengals money line and probably feel just as nervous as you do um you know, I think this game's either going to be a Bengals win or a Jags sort of whoop them. Um, the reason why I'm going with the Bengals is this Jags D has really looked vulnerable against the run. Um, losing Jalen Ramsey's not going to help. I know he hasn't been playing in the last couple of weeks, but um, you know, not not knowing or not knowing if he's coming back, you know what that situation was. Now he's gone. Uh, you know, it can't be good for that defense knowing that. And uh, you know, I, this Bengals offense has too much talent at home here not to get things going and if they don't then I think you're right Zach Taylor might not be the coach uh not be a good coach in the NFL but you know this Bengals secondary is decent um Minshew struggled last week against a good secondary I think he'll bounce back but um might not be have might not have an explosive game and I, I think the Bengals sneak one out here and, and get the win at home for the first one of the year
1: yeah, I'm going to take the Jaguars here, guys. I think, uh, you know, this, this Bengals defense has uh, looked uh, pretty porous at times. Um, I think Minshew will be able to move the ball through the year. Uh, had a tough time against a very good Saints defense last week, but um, I think it's a far stretch to say that the Bengals defense is anywhere close to what that Saints defense is. Um you know, I think you guys make some good points about you know the Bengals' offense being able to move the ball. Um, for me, though, I, I still think the Jags have enough talent on that defensive line to really cause some havoc in this game. Uh, that Bengals' offensive line is just so bad. Um, I mean, I think Klaise Campbell could wreck this game and, and just tear things up for the Bengals. Um, I, I'm taking the Jags here. I'm feeling pretty good about it that they can cover the three and a half all right uh next game we have is the uh Rams are heading into uh hot Lana or not so hot lately uh the take on the Falcons um the Falcons are actually three point dogs at home the over under in this game the highest of the week fifty four and a half Adam break it down for us
2: so last week we all i think we all saw that saints line and we wondered what was going on with that one. Yeah. Uh, that was, you know, I'd should have been favored that game. I'm looking at this line. Rams minus three here. I don't know what the Falcons have put on film to show that they can cover three points uh, or could cover with uh, three points here at home against a team like the Rams. Um, you know, they looked pitiful last week in the desert. They haven't looked good all year. Um, you know, I, was on them last week because I thought this team might rally around Dan Quinn, and they did not. And it didn't look like that team was cohesive whatsoever. They'll get big plays in the fourth quarter when it doesn't matter. Um, but I, I'm not, I'm not putting any faith in this team. I don't know what's going on. I think the Rams bounce back here. They're too good of a team. Um, maybe the added juice of getting Jalen Ramsey helps even even more. But I love the Rams here minus three on the road.
0: Yeah, that that Falcons team is another too talented of an offense team but just led by absolute poor coaching and like you said yeah they've been getting a lot of their numbers in garbage time and this Rams is team is way better than that Cardinals team Um, even though they have been struggling lately and yeah I, I do think this is a good bounce back for them good get it right game for the Rams.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you guys 100% here. This line, something seems fishy to me. Um, I, I see something more along the lines of Rams 35, Falcons 24, and I don't even know if the game will be th- that close. I think that would probably come with some Falcons garbage time. Uh, I, I really like the over here. I'd be surprised that the Rams didn't get 35 points in this game. And you know, I think if if you're saying that much, then um, you know you gotta like their chances at the number of fifty four and a half. But like you said, Adam, what have the Falcons shown on film this year that says that they can keep up with an average NFL offense, let alone uh, an offense with as much firepower as the Rams have? Um, yeah, you know, th- this defense is pitiful. I'm surprised Dan Quinn wasn't fired last week. Um, might well be uh, next week that uh, you know he finally does get the axe, but yeah I I like the Rams here. This one this one seems pretty easy.
0: Yeah, the the one thing that like Goff has been struggling with is when he doesn't get enough time in the pocket and I'm not seeing any many situations at all in which in this game where he's gonna get (laughs) Adding yeah, yeah, pressure huh? up the middle. Oh,
2: yeah. Neither of those are gonna happen. No. This week. Ghost yeah. mode,
1: man. <laughs> you got uh you got Tack McKinley and Vic Beasley on the outside. Yeah. That's ghost mode. Gurley so. <laughs> should be
2: back uh yeah, Rams all day Yeah, Rams all, Rams Love it. all
1: day. Yeah, this is an easy one. <laughs> all right. Um moving on. We've got the uh San Francisco 49ers heading to DC to take on the Redskins. Redskins are that's right. that's right, Robbie. I'm I'm saying it. This is a trap sca- trap game for the Niners. I know we talked them up earlier. I think they're contenders, but, you know, there's a lot of things here that I think are going against the Niners' way. Um, you know, it's a long trip across the country. Um, coming off a big win against a divisional opponent, um, you know, a lot of emotions in that game. Now they're faced with kind of a cupcake matchup on the road. Just seems like uh, ten points is a lot here. I could just I see Case Keenum keeping them in this game. Uh, Might be a backdoor cover situation. Give me the Redskins plus ten here at home. You know you
0: you were right about what was it the Ravens and Bengals last week and that backdoor cover for the Bengals. So I believe in this. Is that my specialty, the backdoor cover? That might be your specialty, the backdoor (laughs) cover. Yikes. Um, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see after this week, <laughs> after what plays out. But I, I still, I, I, I disagree with you. I, I think the Niners uh, are way better team than this. I think they could easily cover by du- double digits. Um, that defense has been causing a lot of turnovers, and yeah, Case Case Keenum has been looking pretty good for this Ra- Redskins team. But I still think the Niners are gonna have his number on Sunday.
2: Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'd be nervous—I'm going 49ers. The backdoor cover this definitely isn't play for a game like this. um mm. I can see the 49ers jumping out to a big lead and then sort of you know playing complimentary football, maybe letting up a fourth quarter touchdown to cover this line. But you know, this Redskins team barely won against the Dolphins last week, and it took a you know two two point conversion stop to win that game. I think I think the 49ers get out to a decent lead here and. It, i'm just hoping to, uh finish with you know covering more than 10 points but now i'll, I'll i have my faith in that and I'll, I'll take the 49ers here
1: good um, let's get into our uh, next game here a uh, couple teams that we've talked a lot about on this podcast so this should be an interesting discussion um san or not san diego los angeles san chargers diego. are heading into nashville to take on the tennessee titans uh, Titans are two point favorites at home with Tannehill at the helm. Um, guys, for me, two desperate teams, but something—I don't know—I just got a gut feeling that the Chargers come out here um, extremely desperate, knowing that um, in all likelihood, especially with you know as tough as their schedule is, season might be on the line this week. Um, don't want to fall to two and five. I, I like them to come out here get the win on the road in uh, Nashville. I think uh, the Titans, you know, they have they've have some offensive woes of their own. I just don't see them being able to jump out to a big enough lead on the tight or on the Chargers to, you know, make the Chargers one dimensional. Um, I think this could be the week we see the Chargers get their running game going. Um, for me, I think you can take Chargers money line here. Uh, just think they're going to come out desperate.
0: Well, I, you, you kind of got me to flip to the Chargers last week, and that didn't work out too well. Nope. So <laughs> I, I'm sticking with the Titans. Um, I I I do think the Titans could get out to a hot lead. I think Derrick Henry could be able to pound it down this defense right away, and Tannehill, I think he could be competent enough to get the ball out to some of his receivers out there. I think they could pounce on the lead and – yeah, this Chargers team just look like it's been struggling so much. I, I have no faith in them whatsoever, so I am I like the Titans right here. Yeah,
2: this is a tough one. Um, two desperate teams, you're right. Uh, I'm going with the home team, Titans, uh, minus two. You know, I'm I'm actually really liking the over here, uh, over 40. I think both these teams might open up the offense a little bit, um, being as desperate as it is. I, I think you can sort of throw uh, being conservative to the wayside for both these teams. Um it's now or never. I think you might see I mean they haven't been too good at offense teams, but I think you might see both teams put up over twenty and hit this line easily. Uh you know, both teams had good defenses going into the year so it seemed and it really hasn't panned out. Um so I I think yeah, I I think the Titans here uh put up enough. I they have I think they're better in the trenches here. Um and then being a home team, I like them uh covering the two points
1: here at home. All right, guys, Uh, next game we have is another interesting one. Uh, Ravens are traveling out west um, to take on the Seahawks. Seahawks are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Over-under in this game is actually pretty high at 50. Uh, Robbie, uh, what's your take?
0: Yeah, this is – and I think it's got good reason to be this high. I think Seahawks can beat – this defense can be beat, especially by Lamar Jackson and – uh, this running attack that they have in Ingram and um, other way around. I think Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, C- Chris Carson combo. I think they could all just absolutely get it done on this Ravens defense that has proven to be not great whatsoever. Um, I think that's a pretty fairly priced. You're you're looking at Seahawks minus three and a half. With how good these teams are, I, I think it's going to be back and forth. So I think the Ravens are going to keep it within three. Um, but I'm not super confident in that.
2: I like I like the Ravens here money line. Uh I know Seattle's a really hard place to win at. Um and you know, they got some momentum coming in this game, but I think the loss of Will Disley tearing his ACL um really hurt uh Luke Wilson is not the player he was eight years ago and he's not the player Will Disley is now. Um, you know, you might see a little bit of offensive struggle. Ravens defense is not good, um, but I don't think they need to be to win this game. I think the Ravens offense is—I mean, they just got to find a way to, you know, block up Clowney up front. And I think their playmakers are better than the playmakers in the secondary of the Seahawks, and they win open field battles. I, I expect a lot of points in this game, and I expect the Ravens to uh, sort of have their way on offense here. And I—I I think uh, they went in a shootout here on the road.
1: Yeah, this is a game. Um I'm, I'm a little up in the air on uh, you guys make some good points. You know, for me, I think uh, Ravens traveling cross country, um, you know, that's that's get tough on them. You know, like you said, Adam, that defense isn't great. I just think Russell Wilson's playing too good right now. Um, and I expect them to be able to run the ball well. Uh, they're going to continue to lean on that, probably even more so now that Disley's out. Um you know I think we saw a little bit of a shift um, you know once Disley went out uh, Jerron Brown actually uh, saw a big spike in action and you know I think they're gonna you're gonna see them come out with more um, spread sets uh, trying to get him and in, him involved so you're gonna see a lot more three wide I think out of uh, out of the um, Seahawks it'll be interesting to see if that has an effect on their run game. But, um, like I said, I just think Russell Wilson's just playing too good right now. Uh, really some of the best football I've ever seen him play. And, uh, you know, minus three and a half at home, uh, I, I think you got to take uh, the great quarterback here. So, I'm going Seahawks. But probably a game I'm staying away from. All right, uh, guys, let's move on to our next one. We've got... Uh, I think it's uh, America's Game of the Week on Fox. Um, the uh, New Orleans Saints heading to Chicago to take on the beloved Bears. Uh, Bears are actually three-point favorites at home here. Very low over/under at thirty-nine. Um, interested to get your guys' thoughts here. I'll start it off. I'm actually on the Saints. Um, you know, it looks like Mitch Trubisky is going to come back for the Bears, which is uh, good. You know, you might hear otherwise from some. Fans, but I, I think, uh, you know, Trubisky's definitely an upgrade over Chase Daniel. That being said, though, um, you know, this is probably going to be uh, one of the best defenses they play all year. Um, you know, the Bears have not run the ball well at all um, this year. I don't expect that to change this game. And I think if you make the Bears one-dimensional and you ask Trubisky coming off of a shoulder injury, uh, to non-throwing shoulder, uh, you know, the have you, but, um, I still think, you know, the Bears are a little too one-dimensional right now to beat, uh, this good of a defense. Um, you know, on the other side of the ball for the Saints, I just expect them, you know, to keep the Bears kind of off balance enough. Um, You know, by utilizing uh, Latavius Murray, um, Elvin Kamara, and then, you know, using uh, Michael Thomas through the air. I just think uh, a few too many weapons there. You know, Akeem Hicks being out for the Bears is going to really hurt them, I think, in this matchup. I'm going to take the Saints. Um, I I think it'll be a close game. I am borderline taking the money line. Uh, I'm going to hold off for now. I'll just take the points. But, um, you know, I, I think there's a good chance they win this game.
0: Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. He's he hasn't lost yet since he's come in to start for Breeze. And um, I mean, I'm a little hesitant about this. One of the big things for me is going to be whether Kamara plays or not. There's that's going to be up in the air for me. But even still, I think the Saints could at least keep it close. It's again, this is going to be a defensive battle, and the over/under kind of shows it in thirty, in it being thirty-nine, and. Just a little low-key, but I think this is going to be Anthony Miller's breakout game because you saw him against the Raiders. Um, he was he had that shoulder brace on, um, and he, he couldn't really like even extend his arms to really make catches. He took it off during the game against the Raiders, and then since then, he he was looking good. Uh, he was making some good catches, and the Saints, they're one of the worst in the league against the slot receiver. So I think this is a perfect setup for Anthony Miller to have a breakout game.
2: Oh, uh, you know, actually, I, I like the Bears here. Um, you know, having the bye week prep, I, I think they've known all along that, that Mitch is going to be back for this game. You know, you saw signs of the Bears' o- offense opening up a little bit, um, you know, before Mitch got hurt. I think hopefully this is a week where they do open it up a little bit. Um, you know, Marshawn Lattimore's great corner. You might shut. Down A Rob, but I, I think the Bears have enough playmakers across the field to move the ball on his team. And then Saints offense, they've looked great since Teddy Bridgewater's been in. Um, I am very nervous about Alvin Kamara, And even if he does play, I do not expect him to have a good game. You've seen in the past with Kamara, uh going up against elite defenses really struggle and um you know, the Bears have been really good against some of the uh the better running backs in the league. So I I this line at thirty nine and a half. Probably a good line. Um, I think the Bears win in a uh, lower scoring game, but I think they make enough one more play than the Saints to, and get this cover here.
0: Concerned about uh, Akeem Hicks going to the EIR?
2: Absolutely, but they do have that. If the Bears had the biggest strength, might have been depth at D line. Mm-hmm. Um, they got guys to replace some
1: yeah. Blount Nichols um, yep. or Robertson Harris. They'll be fine. Seems like he'll be back in eight weeks too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. For me. Um, with as low scoring of a game as I expect this to be, I I wonder if we're going to see more than 30 total points scored in this game. And if it's going to be that close, it's going to be that tight scoring. Three points is a lot in that circumstance. So I think factoring that in, uh, even if you expect the Bears to win in a close game, just to me, it makes sense to take the Saints. But um, should be a should be a really good game nonetheless, you know, Two teams with a lot of talent on them, so looking forward to watching that one for sure. All right, uh, Sunday Night Football. uh, The Collinsworth slide-in will be in full effect. Uh, The Philadelphia Eagles are heading to Jerry World to take on the Cowboys. Cowboys are three-point favorites at home. Uh, Over-under in this game is Um, 49-and-a-half. I'll send it to our... Dallas Cowboys fan here, Adam. To kind of start us off, Uh, what are your thoughts here?
2: It's hard because you know i I don't feel great about this one. I'm taking the boys at home minus three. The Eagles have been sort of a Jekyll and Hyde team this year. They've lost to the Falcons on the road. They they got killed on the road at um, Minnesota last week, Um, and then they've you know won on the road against the Packers. Looked really good at home. Uh, I this is a must-win for the Cowboys. Jason Garrett might end up getting fired if they lose this game. Um, and you've seen it the last couple of years in those must-win games. Jason Garrett seems a way to uh, finds a way to, you know, make a fake punt, fourth down, onside kick. He'll do something crazy, uh, get the team fired up, and uh, I think they uh, scheme a way to get the win here at home. And a must-win for them. They're the better team, too.
1: Yeah, for me, I'm actually, uh, I'm thinking Eagles here. Um, you know, three points on the road again, and what should be a pretty close game. What I am, what has me leaning um, to the side of the Eagles is that the Eagles have been pretty solid against the run, but um, they've been absolutely torched through the air this year, um, you know, we, we were dogging him uh, last week you know, when me and you were watching that game, man, but Rasul Douglas <laughs> was just awful against Stephon Diggs. He actually got taken off of him in the second half of the game, but the damage was already done. Um, oh. But this Cowboys team, you know, Mari Cooper's not going to be playing. Looks like Cobb isn't going to be playing. Um, unless Zeke goes absolutely off, which I don't really expect – I just, I really don't think that they're going to be able to throw the ball that well, um, you know, to be able to to jump out on the Eagles uh, like some of these other teams have done to them. Um, you know, if if Michael Gallup is really, you know, your one A, one B, probably one C receiver option out there, I just don't think that uh, spells good things for the Cowboys. Um, you know, I think the Eagles probably have. Uh, You know, especially on the offensive side of the ball, Um, just better talent all around the field. Um, You know, I think they're a more balanced team at this point. I like the Eagles uh, on the road here. Um, Again, another one I think I wouldn't, you know, depending on how much value you can get on them, I think if you can get them north of uh, plus 150. Uh, you should, you should take a money line, but, um, I'd probably say the same it's for the saints in, uh, the previous game we discussed, but I think the Eagles have a very real chance to win this one here on the road.
0: Yeah. You got kind of got me leaning towards the Eagles. Um, I mean, you got Yeah. You got Amari Cooper out and you potentially for the Eagles, they get Deshaun Jackson back. So I, I personally, the one thing I do like about this game is this over, especially Sunday night. Um, I, th- I think these both these teams are going to try to bring it to try to get that victory here. Um, <laughs> this is a game at before the season. I was looking at it like, oh yeah, this is could have been. This is going to be a good Sunday night game, and now I don't know. These teams just seems very mediocre right now. This Cowboys defense looks very suspect, and
1: yeah, I'm I'm going to have to side on the Eagles on this one. Take the five. Best pass catching options for the Eagles. So you got Aguilar, Jeffrey, Sean Jackson, Goddard, and Ertz. All five of those guys, maybe you can make the argument with the exception of Aguilar, are an improvement over Dak thrown to Gallup. I'd say at least four out of those five guys are. Um, you know, Goddard and Ertz are definitely better at tight end than Witten is. Witten can hardly move out there anymore. Um, feels like he's just ring chasing at this point. But um, yeah, I just I just don't see outside of the run game uh, enough options for Dak right now. And you know we've seen we've seen the Cowboys struggle. They struggled last year uh, before Amari Cooper showed up. There's just not enough. Uh, you know, weapons through the passing game uh, for them to stretch the ball down the field, and uh, they become one-dimensional. And in Dak struggles. Plus, uh, you know, it looks like they're still going to be without Lyle Collins. Uh, you know, that certainly plays a factor. Dak has not played well without Lyle Collins either. Um, you know, so we could see uh, Brandon Graham. You know, we could see him have a big game off the edge here. Yeah, I. The more I look at this, the more I I really like the Eagles here. I mean, those are some fair points. I will give the counter
0: just to this that the Eagles secondary can make any receiver look good. Yep. I mean, they're they're so bad. I I think even Tavon Austin can burn them a couple times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think they'll be okay throwing the ball against this secondary. Um, but yeah, I,
2: I'm I'm still sticking with this Eagles here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I disagree. I think yeah, Eagles have better skill players, but I think Cowboys got them in every other position. Um, quarterback's probably a flip flop, but uh. You know, home team desperate, nil scheme ways to get players like Tavon Austin, uh, Devin Smith, the ball in open space, and I, I think they pull one, pull
1: it out here at home. Um, Asking for a friend, uh, Jared Goff or Dak Prescott at quarterback this week.
0: <laughs> Jared Goff. Oh, that's a good one actually, because you can't really trust either of them. Yeah, yeah
1: one's playing one play play the Falcons, magic.
2: both Eagles, Eagles secondary. It's bad. It's as bad as the Falcons. It's bad.
0: It's bad. They're I'd, both bad. I'd, I'd probably... Goff is safer for sure. I feel like he is. Goff is I feel safer. safer I Dak... I don't know. There was, there was something that came out. like Peyton Manning kind of talked about all the flaws of Dak Prescott in like a video a couple of weeks ago. And since then... Um, the Cowboys yeah. have been losing. I don't. I don't know this. This video is apparently behind a paywall like a that I haven't seen, and um, like ESPN. I don't know. Yeah, the Manning I haven't family seen makes that cut.
1: You know. Know. <laughs> Brad Paisley in the video too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Manning doesn't yeah, do he, anything for he's free. He's starring as Dak. Oh, okay. Oh god. <laughs> All right, guys, we ready to move on? Yeah. <laughs> Monday Night Football. Uh, we've got the uh, New England Patriots heading into New York to take on the Jets. Um, Wow, they're going to play two games in two nights there. They did this earlier this year. Yeah, they did. Wow, that that still surprised me every time I realized that. Anyway, yeah, Patriots heading into New York uh, to take on a very busy uh, uh, MetLife Stadium with the Jets. Um, The Jets are actually nine-point dogs at home here. Over-under in this game, though, is only at 42.5. So pretty big spread considering... Uh, the over under. Um, guys, we're actually, we're all on the Jets here. Robbie, why don't you uh, start us off on why?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm probably the most hesitant here on the Jets. Um, yeah, nine is a, a lot of points. They they showed they, that they could be pretty good with Sam Darnold. Um, I haven't had an update check on like CJ Mosley when he's going to be coming back, but that defense is still a really good defense for the Jets. Um, hon- honestly, this might be the toughest offense the Patriots have seen yet this year they haven't really seen a whole lot of anybody but that that defense is still good which gives me the hesitancy Um, but on the other hand I don't know about you guys but this Patriots offense I think is getting a lot of help from the defense making turnovers especially if like Josh Gordon doesn't play I think it's going to be a tougher time for them to move the ball I don't know what you guys think about that
2: yeah, I mean, I, I think they'll win, but I do think the Patriots will struggle here. This is a Monday night game. Um, Going to be on the road. I, like with Josh Gordon possibly being out, they're down some playmakers on offense, and you've seen Tom Brady, you know, sort of struggle to move the ball at times. They, they've tried to lean on a run with Sony Michelle, That hasn't been um, consistent all year. They don't have a playmaker to go to on the outside. Edelman's... Uh, you know, great at what he does, short game. He'll move the sticks every now and then, but they're really missing like a person like Gronk where you can just sort of throw it up to him and he'll come down with it. Um, and, you know, with defense, as good as the Jets and as good as they, they looked uh, last week against the Cowboys with the run game, I you know, I think this is a close, uh, close game. Uh, I still think the Patriots pull it out, but uh, nine points here to a home team on Monday night coming off a big win. Uh, I'm taking the Jets for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm on the Jets here. I think the Jets have a very real chance to win this game, to be honest with you. Um, I think you could get some great value on the Jets. Um, They're going to be north of plus 200 um, for sure. And, you know, they're a different team with Darnold than a quarterback. Um, Stat of the game here, guys, I think uh, Jamal Adams gets at least two sacks. Um, They've been really good at bringing him on blitzes this year. Uh, you know he he's causing a lot of problems uh at the line of scrimmage when he's disguising his blitz he's been really good at getting home um so I, I like the jets here uh i agree with everything you guys are saying i think it'll at least be a very close game um i like the under here i don't see um either team uh being able to really uh put up too many points um i think we're probably looking at something like a 20 to 17. Uh, or twenty to fourteen type final, um, you know it, it. It might take a uh, it might take a big play out of uh, Love Bell or Robbie Anderson to turn the tide in this one. But either way, I think the Jets, um, you know, should be able to cover here.
0: Yeah, um, got a question for you guys. So does this we we just mentioned the back to back games at MetLife? Does that lead more to the under? Um, because maybe the turf is a little torn up. Um, because we see week two last time that happened. Well, it's it's artificial, brown... so it's
1: not it's not like it's natural grass. Oh, yeah, it is.
0: Well, I mean,
1: there's it's there's it's it's to an extent, right? It'll it's it's probably not going to be at 100% pristine condition, but I mean, it's still artificial turf. You're you're going to be looking at It's still going to be better than Soldier Field on a good day. So <laughs> <Sure. laughs> i I'm, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, that'll be the only thing that'll be uh, in relatively decent condition at that stadium. That's true. Uh,
0: I kind of blocked out that part of, because I didn't want to remember anything about (laughs) MetLife because it was so bad.
1: (laughs) All right, guys. um, Why don't we uh, get into our uh, consensus podcast parlay now? So, um, you know, let's kind of talk about what we were just on. You know, we're all feeling pretty good about the jets. at plus nine, it seems. So we'll take that. Uh, we really like the Rams minus three and, uh, we're on the Packers minus five and a half as well. Um, honorable mention to the Giants since we got Robbie to flip. Do we want to add a fourth to that or, or are we good with the three? I'm good with the 3 yeah, i stick with the three. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, again, that's Packers minus five and a half Rams minus three jets plus nine. Um, Adam, you want to take us through how we did last week on our cons- our consensus parlay?
2: Yeah, we were down 50 last week. Um, you know, we, we we lost the Chargers over the Eagles, or Chargers-Steelers over. We lost the under on the Eagles-Vikings game, and then we hit the Saints money line. Um, so, yeah, uh, overall, still up 90 on a year. Uh, you know, look, feeling really good about the three. This week, uh, Packers minus five, Rams minus three, Jets plus nine.
0: Yeah. Man, mean, that, ch- that Chargers Steelers game, oh, too. The beat. Chargers came back and, what was it, F- made it 41? when it needed to be
1: 41. And- <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought we had it at 41. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tough. Oh, well. Tough. All right. Um, let's get into uh, the ones that matter the most. Don't
0: tell me you guys have never gotten the lead out.
1: That's right, guys. It's time for our lead pipe locks. Um, Robbie, kick it off for us. I'm going to start it off with the uh,
0: Lions plus one. You know what? Let's just go Lions money line at that oh, point. Whoa. To, uh, whoa. whoa. Let's Radical. get a little, uh, let's save some of your money because the Lions, I, I, I think there's a much higher chance than not that they're going to come our way. They're, they're motivated after that um monday night game and man they've been looking good all year i think they take care of business at home and beat the vikings
1: adam
2: uh i'm I'm going rams here on the road minus three uh in atlanta this is just a superior team to a falcons team that doesn't even look like they want to play football out there um yeah i think i think they had no problem with the falcons Uh, minus three all day
1: Yep, mine is uh, Giants minus three. Adam, we talked about this a little bit earlier. I know you're with me on this one. Uh, Giants have some uh, very good playmakers coming back, uh, getting healthy in Saquon and Evan Ingram. Uh, I expect them to be able to move the ball uh, pretty well offensively on a suspect Cardinals defense. Um, I think the Cardinals have beat up on a couple bad teams the last two weeks, so it's gotten their uh, PR hype up a little bit higher than it should be. Uh, I think the Giants at home should be able to cover this three pretty easily, lock it up.
2: In a, in a weak division, too, I think they, uh, they're they thinking playoffs there uh, with Daniel Jones at They've the They've got home, a though, lot Danny to play for yeah.
1: still,
0: absolutely. Yeah, Cowboys-Eagles looking a little shaky. But yeah, I think you're right.
2: Yep.
1: All right, uh, the return of the power uh, parlay, Adam.
2: Yeah, after a much-needed week off last week, uh, we're coming back here with the Rams minus three. Giants minus three, and Ravens money line. Um, Loving all
1: three of those. All right. All right, Uh, guys, that is going to do it for today's episode. Again, reminder, send us your questions for the Spooky Power Hour preview uh, coming up in uh, two weeks from today. So uh, looking forward to that uh, Halloween special power hour. (laughs) Until then, guys, uh, see you next week. Good luck on your bets.